NPR. This is The Indicator from Planet Money. I'm Patty Hirsch. And I'm Adrian Ma. Rising interest rates and sticky inflation have pushed an increasing number of American companies into bankruptcy recently. That includes Yellow, one of the oldest trucking companies in the U.S. When companies file for bankruptcy, they often try to find a way to sort out their financial structures and then carry on doing business. Not Yellow. It said it intends to break itself up and sell itself off completely. And this news stunned the trucking world. Yellow had 30,000 employees, most of whom are now out of work, and many of whom are members of the Teamsters Union, which is blaming the company for its demise. The company, of course, is blaming the union. Meanwhile, the company's creditors, which includes the United States Treasury, by the way, are anxiously waiting to see whether or not they'll recover the more than $1.2 billion that they've lent to Yellow over the years. So on today's show, we'll look at the Yellow bankruptcy to see who is blaming whom for what and and why a hedge fund and a shipping company are fighting for the right to lend this bankrupt company even more money. This message comes from Apple Card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase. That's 3% on products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA Salt Lake City Branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. This message comes from NPR sponsor, Certified Financial Planners. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, Certified Financial Planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. This message comes from NPR sponsor, Arctic Wolf. Their researchers have released the Arctic Wolf Lab's 2024 threat report. Why will 2024 be a volatile year for cybersecurity? Learn more and get your copy now at arcticwolf.com NPR. Jim Fox is a Tennessee-based truck driver. He works out of Ashland City and drives a route to Kingman, Arizona. He's been on the road for a long time. You know, I mean, I've been, I've been driving for 30, 34 years. I've we caught up with him on the phone while he was deadheading, that is, driving an empty trailer which was attached to his truck, a Freightliner Cascadia. I'm, I'm deadheading back to the yard. I delivered a load up in New Albany this morning. Jim drives for a Tennessee outfit called Dillon Transportation now, but he drove for Yellow for four years. When we asked him if he was surprised by the news about Yellow's bankruptcy, he said no. I saw the writing on the wall when I was still there. They did not know how to manage. They go uh, buy a lot of stuff and refuse to put money into it. This echoes the arguments made by the Teamsters Union. It said it was sick of its members taking concessions over pay and benefits to cover what they say is incompetence of Yellow's management. Over the years, Yellow racked up a debt load of more than $1.2 billion. Servicing that debt, especially with interest rates rising, plus dealing with some fierce competition in its sector, meant Yellow had to cut costs to survive. Now, in the past, the union drivers at Yellow had accepted delays in paying workers benefits and pension accruals, all to help keep the company going. But in July, they had had enough. They threatened to strike. 
Yeah, and that spooked customers, which is hardly surprising. I mean, if I was Home Depot and I had an agreement with Yellow to ship, I don't know, 100 gas grills from New York to Boise, and I thought they were about to go on strike, I'd find another carrier. Stat. And that's what most of Yellow's customers did. Now Yellow wasn't making any money at all. The company worried it might not be able to operate or make the interest payments on its debt, so it filed for bankruptcy. A decision the company says was almost entirely due to the union's refusal to negotiate. Our Tennessee trucker, Jim Fox, says tension between management and the union has been simmering at yellow for years. And there's probably fault on both sides. It's not one or the other. I think it's a combination of the two. And and to be to be quite honest with you, the company's been trying to get the union out of there for, for some time now. Now, 30,000 workers, including 22,000 Teamsters, are worrying about finding new employment. And the people who lent the company the money, that $1.2 billion, are worrying about whether they're going to get that money back. That includes you and me, the taxpayer, by the way, because $737 million of that debt was lent to Yellow by the U.S. Treasury during the pandemic. So how are we going to get our money back? For a little help understanding the bankruptcy process, I called Betsy Lynch. She's a bankruptcy attorney in Kansas City, Missouri, who's pretty good at explaining stuff like this. I'm, you know, a dingy farm girl from the boot heel who talks to a lot of blue-collar people, so. (laughs) Betsy says when a company goes through bankruptcy, it usually goes through it in one of two ways. So one, it can reorganize its finances so that it can continue to operate and keep paying interest on its debt. Or two, it can simply liquidate. Which is what it sounds like. It gets chopped up into bits and sold off. And this is what Yellow has decided what will happen to it. But unlike when you and I go bust and the court appoints a trustee to take our stuff and sell it off, in a corporate bankruptcy like Yellow's, something different happens. Something called debtor in possession, or DIP. A debtor in possession is basically just a debtor in bankruptcy who has control of their own assets. Yellow gets to keep its assets, its trucks and its real estate and whatnot, on the understanding that it is going to sell those assets off itself to pay off the loans. Which makes sense, right? I mean, the U.S. Treasury, which also is invested in this company, knows nothing about the trucking business. Right, and neither do the other big creditors. If they, or some random trustee rather, sold Yellow's assets off, they'd probably make a mess of it, and we might not get our money back. The whole concept is premised on getting as much value out of the assets as you possibly can. And, you know, public policy would tell you that the debtor who owns and purchased the asset would be in a much better position to get top dollar value for the asset in a liquidation than the creditor would. The other thing the dip does is allow Yellow to borrow some more money. And you might be thinking, wait, what? Like a company that has just gone bankrupt because it can't pay its debts then gets to borrow more money? But here's the thing. Yellow needs to continue operating. It needs to keep paying interest on its debts. It also needs to pay the people who are figuring out how to break it up and sell it off. It really needs that dip loan. But when you're bankrupt... A lot of lenders don't want to loan money to a company that is obviously financially distressed. The odds of default are much higher. They're much riskier loans. You know, think multi-million dollar payday loan. Institutions usually need some serious incentives to get involved lending money to a bankrupt company. They demand high interest rates, fat service fees, and they usually get to move to the front of the line when it comes to collecting from the company that is paying down its loans. They're going to be afforded a special class of creditor 
They're going to be like a, a super priority. So they're going to get paid before anybody else does. One of the company's original lenders, a private equity fund called Apollo Capital Management, was angling to take serious advantage of this aspect of dip lending. It offered Yellow a dip loan, but on the condition that it could bundle its original loan with it. This way, all of its loans would become super priority and would be paid back first, effectively cutting the line in front of the US taxpayer. Betsy was pretty impressed by this idea. If you can get a super priority debt, in a bankruptcy, I mean, you're never going to get better than that. This seems really sneaky to me. It seems really smart to me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, from a lender's standpoint, what's the worst that's going to happen? You're already in bankruptcy court. Okay, a crafty plan, which also included some pretty hefty fees, by the way. But some other stakeholders in yellow reportedly objected. And yesterday, Apollo pulled its bid. In fact, it sold its multi-million dollar loan to a hedge fund called Citadel and walked away from Yellow altogether. This doesn't mean Yellow's out of luck. There are two more prospective lenders who appear willing to pony up a dip loan. MFN, a Boston-based hedge fund, and Estes, a freight company. And reportedly, both are willing to lend as much or more than Apollo, and the fees that they're asking for are lower, a mere 7 or $9 million, depending. But here's the weird thing. They both appear to be willing to lend money to Yellow without taking that super priority position. That is, they would let the U.S. Treasury and Citadel get their money back first before they got theirs. Why would they do this? Because they're presumably confident that Yellow will be able to sell its assets for more than the sum of all of the company's debt. And they may be right. In its last quarterly filing, the company listed assets worth just shy of $2.2 billion, which, if they do end up selling for that much, will mean all the creditors, including the U.S. taxpayer, should get their money back. Which kind of makes the dip a bit like a risk-free loan. And whoever wins the bid to provide it will be laughing all the way to the bank. (laughs) Except uh, it is the bank, isn't it? (laughs) Are we playing that game again? Only if you really want to. This episode was produced by Corey Bridges with engineering by Maggie Luthar. It was fact-checked by Sierra Juarez. Cake and Cannon edits the show, and the indicators are production of NPR. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Humana. Your employees are more than your coworkers. They're the heartbeat of your business. That's why Humana offers modern group benefits designed to protect employees and their families with dental, vision, life, and disability coverage. Humana knows every employee and every business is unique. That's why they listen to your needs and build plans with you and your team in mind. That's the power of human care. This message comes from NPR sponsor Rosetta Stone, an expert in language learning for 30 years. Right now, NPR listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership to 25 different languages for 50% off. Learn more at rosettastone.com NPR. All that sitting and swiping, your body is adapting to your technology. Learn how and what you can do about it. I really felt like the cloud in my brain kind of dissipated. Once I started realizing what a difference these little bricks were making, there's no turning back for me. Take NPR's Body Electric Challenge. Listen to the series wherever you get your podcasts.